Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Appreciate it, Anderson. I am Chris Cuomo, and welcome to Prime Time. Uh, we are following events in Minnesota tonight. It is a place of protest again after another police shooting leaves a black man dead. Uh, you're looking live at the situation in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. Now, here is the situation. There is a curfew in effect. And the police have been in a standoff. They are out now. And the question is, how do they disperse the crowd? And uh, the crowd is an interesting mix. We're going to go there on the ground with Shimon Perez as soon as he is ready. Um, we're going to come back to him, get him on there and talk about who's in that crowd, what the police are doing. And let's discuss why. The reason that the Twin Cities are bracing for more anger in the streets tonight is because of this most recent shooting on top of the tension created by the murder trial of George Floyd. So we're going to go there and show you what's happening, but we have to talk about why first, unless something happens. Uh, Three separate policing cases have this country on edge. The latest, that is the cause of the latest protests, is about a young man, 20 years old, Dante Wright. He was killed after being shot by police during a traffic stop just 10 miles from where George Floyd's accused murderer is on trial. How much can one community take? Police say... He was pulled over for an expired registration. That's a nothing situation. It's a traffic stop. In checking his ID, they noticed Wright had an outstanding misdemeanor warrant, not a felony warrant. So now what happens? It is all on tape. The facts are still emerging, but the key moment is captured on police body cam that was released today. I'm told to warn you, the video may be disturbing, but if you want to understand what happened, here it is. a minute of footage, uh, there's a lot to unpack. You see Wright drives off, then crashes his car. You hear the female officer, not the one who was in the window originally, who was male. You feel that hands, it's her body camera. You hear her shouting, taser, 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 a few times after a struggle. Uh, There's a reason for that. Then the officer uses an expletive and says, I shot him. Now, the chief of police says he thinks this was a deadly weapon mix-up. It is my belief that the officer had the intention to deploy their taser, but instead shot Mr. Wright with a single bullet. 
This appears to me, from what I viewed and the officer's reaction in distress immediately after, that this was an accidental discharge. How easy is it to make that kind of mistake? We have insight for you on that tonight. Now, a medical examiner just ruled it was a homicide, meaning it is the bullet fired by the police officer that is to blame for the 20-year-old dying, not the car crash. So did she grab the wrong weapon from the holster? We're going to go through each step in what the video shows, what the police did, and whether it makes sense. Now, we don't know the name of the officer yet, but we do know she's a veteran and now placed on administrative leave. That's one case on top of George Floyd in the same community. Now, in another case that is roiling the country out of Virginia, we do know the names of the officers involved, and one was just fired for what I'm about to show you. Again, it may be disturbing to some, but it is the reality. That's f***ed up. That's f***ed the car now. I, I don't even want to reach for my seatbelt. Can you? Take your seatbelt off and get out of the car. You made this way more difficult than it had to be. Get on the ground. Get on Can the ground. Can you please talk to get me about what's going now. on? Can you please talk to me about what's going on? Why am I being treated like this? Why? you're not cooperating. Get on the ground. Lay right down you're going to get tased. The backstory. The man on the ground, a uniformed black army lieutenant, had a gun pointed at him, was pepper sprayed, as you saw, that was the, the liquid. They pulled him over for a traffic stop. This happened back in December. The incident is just coming to light because it was caught on tape and the tape was released. The man's name is Karan Nazario, and he's now suing Virginia police and one of the officers involved has been fired, as I told you. Police argue that this was a high risk stop. Why? Because when they recognized the vehicle for not having a plate, it was a new vehicle, there was a temporary plate on the window, the windows were dark. They say the army lieutenant disregarded the lights and sirens and did not pull over and continued to drive for some distance. There's a lot more to the story and the case ahead. But first, let's go back to Minnesota and get to the streets there. We have Shimon Procupez uh, is live in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. That's where protests were. There was a lot of anger. Now there's a curfew effect. And the police had walked outside the station the last time we saw the shot. Now let's see it now. Yeah, uh, so Chris, now these officers, state troopers, as you can see, have surrounded the perimeter, the outside perimeter of the police station. This was an area that was a flashpoint last night between the protesters and the police. And you can see, for the most part right now, a lot of the protesters are pretty close to many of the officers having conversations with them. But it's been relatively peaceful. But this entire area around the precinct here, the police station, is surrounded by protesters. There's another group all the way in the distance where I was before, also standing around closer to the fence. There the difference is that the police are actually, as you can see, behind the fence. And so far, they have told them to disperse. But again, we are about an hour after the curfew and still the police have not made any arrests. Obviously, Chris, one of the biggest concerns here for the police is that the protesters and people will try to attack the police station. And that is what right. they're trying to right now keep people back from and trying to sort of protect their own, their, their home, right? It's their property they're trying to protect. And that is what we're seeing here now. I and mean, there are hundreds, if not thousands of police officers out here at the moment. Shimon, Chris. 
Uh, there are a lot more people. Uh, who are you seeing in that crowd? It looks like a, a very mixed crowd to me. I see uh, some black men and women there. They look younger to me. And there are a lot of young white faces there as well. Do we know if these are people coming in from out of town? Is this just a, bring, a, a big combination of people from the community? What have you found out? So it, it is a big combination of people from the community. It is a mixed crowd. At, at the vigil where I was earlier around uh, around 7 o'clock, there were is a very mixed crowd. His family was there. A lot of the people who were at the vigil, I am seeing some of their faces here now. So it would seem that many of the people who are here are local people. But as you said, Chris, it is a, a very mixed crowd. And most of them right now, though they are in this face-off with police, the police have been fairly restrained. Uh, there was a couple of moments where the, it, would, it seemed that the police uh, were going to make some arrests or try to disperse the crowd and people ran away. But for the most part, as you can see, a lot of people are just standing around. There's music playing. Uh, and the police right here at this location for now are allowing them to remain on the street. We'll see as this goes uh, through the night if this continues. Last night, as we know, there was a very different scene here, but the police are ready. I mean, there are, I mean, there are a lot of cops here. And of course, last night there was tear gas and rubber bullets and other things that a lot of the people who were here last night reported seeing and hearing. I have seen police officers here with tear gas, so they're at right. the ready if it's necessary. But so far, Chris, it's been pretty peaceful and just a lot of, a lot of talking yeah. and a lot of uh, a lot of them just standing around and talking to the police. I mean, looking at the people behind you, Shimon, it's not as tense as seeing things we've seen in the past. Uh, hopefully it stays that way. People speak right. their peace. Uh, they let their feelings be known, angry or otherwise, but it doesn't become uh, anything violent. Now, we're supposed to have the mayor, uh, Mayor Mike Elliott of Brooklyn Center, Shimon. You know, interestingly, uh, we have heard that he had to report to some situation on the ground, uh, which is why I went to Shimon first. But I wanted to ask Shimon, we lost him, uh, if we can get him back. We understand that the mayor has fired the city manager. Now, the way that um, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota is set up, the mayor doesn't have direct authority over the police department. A city manager does. This may be that way in your community as well. Different municipalities set it up differently. And the mayor had been very upset after George Floyd. I had criticized legislative efforts uh, on the state level that they wouldn't make a difference. As he said, they would not have saved George Floyd or kept George Floyd from being killed. He's arguing for more legislation and more control. So today he fired the city manager, which is his way of getting direct control over the police department. This comes in the midst where the police chief was very emotional while talking about this latest shooting, but there are also calls for his ouster. What will the mayor do on that? Again, the mayor is supposed to be on with us right now, but of course the job comes first, and supposedly he had to respond to a situation on the ground. If he can come through on the phone or otherwise, we'll get him in to explain why he did what he did, and what we can figure out. Shimon, let me just get a quick take from you. The situation seems fairly stable for now where you are. Are you aware of uh, the mayor firing the city manager and what the political dynamic is at play there in terms of what to do after the shooting? Yeah, I, I have not heard anything about that, Chris, but I could tell you that it did seem that the, the mayor here wanted to take control of the police department and have control over the next moves specifically. So as you're seeing here, because if the mayor is running this police department now, he would have to give the order 
for these uh, for the protesters to disperse. And in essence, he would have to tell the police to give the order. And that could be why perhaps we're not seeing that. Uh, it's an interesting dynamic when you have a mayor uh, who seemingly has no law enforcement experience is now running uh, this police department. And that's going to be inter interesting to see how, Chris, that plays out. Uh, as you see, so I just want to show you this scene here, Chris. This is the other side uh, from where, where we were earlier. And this is where there's a lot of this fencing and a lot of the officers over here are behind uh, the fencing. And you can see in the distance, so there are officers that are standing back there so that if there is a, an order to disperse given, they will move forward. And someone just threw a bottle at one of the officers. Uh, and that's what's sort of been happening here. We would see these officers uh, come out from the back. They would come forward. Some of the protesters would then move away or run away. But right now, we're still seeing the police uh, stand back. And then uh, we're all seeing these other officers here uh, also just standing around at this point and watching the crowd and obviously the crowd watching them and chanting. But it, it would seem, uh, to your point, Chris, that if the mayor uh, is now in charge of this, of this police department, that what we saw last night when the police chief would have given the dispersal order and declared this a riot, uh, and then the officers were then using uh, tear gas and other methods to disperse the crowd, it would probably be at this point up to the mayor to make that decision. Right. Also, I just, there's a, you know, a whole community here as well that I think it's important to point out behind people live uh, over here and you can see uh, all the people here uh, behind me here as well. Chris, a lot of people, there's a lot of people out here uh, and most of them are just standing around at this point waiting to really see uh, how, how much longer this can go and at what point uh, will the police disperse them, if well, at all? At this it's point, also interesting Chris, what instructions... It doesn't appear to be the case. It's, you know, as you indicated earlier, it's also important who's calling the shots. Clearly, the police there are in a protect That's posture. Right. Uh, they have the chain link fence up, the cyclone fence, and they want to protect... Uh, the building. And that's what they're doing. They're not being as aggressive as they could. Again, the law's on their side. There's a curfew in effect. Uh, and it makes you wonder, is uh, Mayor Mike Elliott telling the police to stand down? Has he asserted control, getting rid of the city manager? Uh, or is this the police chief making the call or somebody else? Again, we were supposed to have the mayor on the show. Uh, he had to report to a situation on the ground, we were told. Uh, his insight is needed. And hopefully when he gets an opportunity, uh, if it's not with us, it's somewhere else. Because these calls make a big difference. What are the police going to do tonight? There is a curfew in effect. If they come out, they're encountering a lot of people. Those calls make a difference. We will stay with Shimon Perez and on the streets of Brooklyn Center. As something happens, hopefully nothing does. But if something happens that is uh, we need to show you, I'll get right back to it. And again, Mr. Mayor, uh, Mayor Elliott, if you or one of your staffers can call in and explain the situation, you got to do your job, all respect and understand that. I'd like to get the word out so that people can understand what's happening in your community. Now, when we come back, we'll take a quick break. We're going to go to the Dante Wright shooting. Body cam footage is absolutely necessary. It is a must these days. And remember, it wasn't so long ago that we almost never had them in a case. We can go through this step by step to figure out what happened and how the police made their choices along the way. We're gonna do that here and in Virginia. Spraying pepper spray, was that right? 
We're gonna have a police veteran look at both tapes, give us what the training says. Next. We just showed you the political and cultural implications of the shooting death of 20-year-old Dante Wright. The question is, what was right and wrong in this situation? We have the benefit of body camera footage from what happened in Minnesota and in Virginia, the case involving the Army lieutenant, a traffic stop, the police wound up pepper spraying him, uh, they wound up not even arresting him, giving him no tickets, but threatening him not to say anything about what happened. All right, so we're going to go through both of them with a former Baltimore Deputy Police Commissioner, Anthony Barksdale. It's good to have you. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for having me. So I want to do this two ways. I want to show the incident and stop it right where the altercation begins. And let's take that as one piece and you take us through the right thing to do in this situation, what you see, what you don't. And then we'll take it in the moment of crisis. Okay. so here is uh, the first piece of footage of the stop. Once they've checked the registration, they see he has an outstanding misdemeanor warrant. How do you feel about an arrest on expired registration and outstanding misdemeanor warrant? It's to me, it's no big deal. Um, If if the kid had left the scene, so be it. Um, him dying from this wasn't worth it. But their decision Just to arrest him, him for the outstanding misdemeanor warrant, is that the right thing to do? Yes. A warrant is a live document until served. Okay. So, yes, the officers, with the warrant being live, unserved, yes, proceeding was right. Even for the misdemeanor. Okay, so now let's watch what happens. You know, it's interesting there, uh, Anthony, it's also freaking horrible, but uh, you actually don't hear the gunshot, but you do hear the young man uh, reacting to getting hit. The medical examiners ruled it a homicide. He would drive off and hit another car. There was an accident. Uh, He was trying to, they tried to resuscitate him at the scene, but now the finding is it's the bullet that killed him, not the car crash. So he tries to get back into the car. What are you supposed to do when somebody in this situation is trying to get back into the car? Measure the situation. Do you push at the situation? Could you just let him go? You already know who he is. You know you got the warrants on him. So you've got an address. You've got the license plate. You know the, the car that you stopped him in. So that means if you run that license plate, you got a house to go to. you got an owner that you can pull up and say, hey, he was operating your vehicle. So if he did get away, it's, it's really no big deal. You can find him again. Okay, He's so not unknown officers. Totally understood. Uh, it's not an anonymous situation. Now the question becomes, well, 
What if they were worried that him getting into the car was to get a weapon? Um, now, you see on the video, we have a piece of video isolated that shows his hands on the wheel. But it is, he's obviously trying to drive, I mean. But maybe it wasn't obvious in that moment. And if you think he maybe is trying to get a weapon, was going for a taser the right thing to do? No way. If it's, you have to eat, uh, meet force with equal force. Pulling a taser, if you thought he was going for a gun, doesn't work. If he's going for a gun and you want to try to pull that one and say, oh, he's reaching for a gun, then you better have your gun out. It's gun for gun. You don't use a taser if you think someone is going for a weapon on you. All right, so let uh, me do and- this, Anthony. Uh, let me jump uh, right back onto the streets of Minnesota, Commissioner. Then I'll come back to you. Something's happening right now, and we'll continue the analysis. Yes, I want to go back to Shimon Prokupes. There's a change in the status on the streets. Shimon? Yeah, so, Chris, I'm just staying out of... I'm here, Chris. Can you hear me? I can. Shimon Prokupes, what's going on? I'm just trying to stay out of the shot here so you could see. Okay, so the police, they're here. I've now fired several of those pepper balls to try and get the crowd to move back. They were moving towards the fence. They were throwing some objects towards the police. And then you can see the police there. They're sort of setting up. But several of them uh, had fired pepper balls at this crowd. Uh, you know, we can feel it. We can taste it. We can sort of feel it in our eyes. And now at this point, the police are just standing back, trying to figure out what they're going to do next. They also made an announcement for the crowd to disperse that it's there's a curfew in effect. But so far, Chris, as you can see, nothing has changed here. They're all still here, despite the fact that the police had fired those pepper balls uh, at them. The crowd is still remaining here. Uh, and what is a standoff at this point with police, Chris? Do you do they seem to have the equipment or the manpower, Shimon, to go out there and push that crowd back? So it's hard to tell because so certainly they have they brought in another uh, vehicle, kind of like a Humvee, as you can see here. This was not here before. They brought that out. Uh, so that is out here now. There are many, many more officers, uh, from what I can see, in the back. Because we have seen some come towards towards the front here. They're kind of staying in the back. And then they'll be brought out closer to the fence here. Uh, so it would seem that if the police needed to move in, they can. Uh, certainly they have the capability to use tear gas. They have those pepper balls. Uh, they have other methods that they could certainly try and use to get the crowd to move back. I see officers uh, holding uh, cans of pepper spray. We haven't seen any of that being used. Right now, all that we have seen is the police using these uh, pepper balls. They kind of look like almost like paintballs, and they're fired out of uh, these kinds of weapons that look like paintball guns. And there are several of them, uh, Chris, were firing those at the crowd. But the crowd, Chris, hasn't left. They're still here. So well, you also have the, you uh, also have witness there. officers, captains, just having discussions here. Yeah, you have rain there also and wetness, yes. which is going to matter. It in is terms raining, of... but I have to tell you, Chris. Go ahead. But but look at this crowd. I mean, none of them have left. I know. I'm saying that it's going to affect. It's going to affect the crowd now. Right, Shimon. It's not going to affect the crowd. It's going to affect the pepper pellets. They're oh, not going to disperse the same way. In fact, let me bring in Commissioner Barksdale. Right. Okay. Um, uh, you know, That's I remember true. you when you were working in, in Baltimore, we were down there at the same time watching you do the job. This is an interesting setup uh, for police 
in um, Brooklyn Center, uh, Minnesota, because they have one way in and out right now that they've set out for themselves with that cyclone fence, which means they're going to have to come out in one very thin column into an entire phalanx of protesters. And I don't think that pepper spray is as helpful to them in the rain. No, of course, your observations are just amazing. But one of the biggest things that you've been pointing to is the chain of command. Now that the mayor has taken over as the leader of the police department, that command staff is waiting for his directions. In a, a, a civilian mayor, I don't know if he has policing experience, but now you're in a situation which is hot, uh, which isn't looking good right now. And I would say the mayor needs to get there immediately because now you're talking about needing to flank. You're talking about maneuvering your staff to address uh, closing off areas, trying to push. What you want to do is push them into areas where they're unfamiliar and, and just try to calm the situation. If it comes to that, if they stay under attack, if, if they're under, you know, if bottles are coming their way, if uh, rocks are coming their way, they may have to make that decision. But like you said, now that the mayor is in charge, his voice, his leadership is really needed. You know, look, it's a good point. Uh, Commissioner, please do me a favor. Uh, stay with me for a while here. We're going to take a break. We're going to try to reach the mayor again uh, because who's calling the shots there? This could be going one of two ways, which is they're waiting and they're just going to take it. It's too volatile a situation. If they're safe, if the station is safe, let the bottles come, let the rocks come. Uh, they have their protective equipment on. They're far enough back they can handle it. Or you make a decision to disperse the crowd. This may be the mayor's call. We were waiting on him to interview him before. Totally understandable that the job comes first. But is that the job he's doing right now? Is the mayor there? Is he going to say something to the crowd? Let's take a break. We'll come right back. Stay with CNN. All right, let's go back to Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. The crowd is refusing to disperse. It's now gone to the next level. We have Shimon Prokupes on the ground. Uh, there's uh, obviously been a change in the last few moments. What happened? Shimon? So, Chris, excuse me here, but so it's a little hard to breathe because the police have been firing tear gas and these percussion grenades uh, and flashbangs at the protesters to move them back. And as you can see, the entire area now is filled uh, with tear gas. I certainly can taste it. I certainly can feel it uh, in my throat and my nose. But that's where most of the, where it all took place, Chris. You could see there, we had to move back because it just became too much. The police all of a sudden started firing the tear gas and the flashbangs to get the crowd to move back. Uh, and as they were firing, just more tear gas uh, kept coming and then the crowd started running. A lot of the, the tear gas has dissipated at this point, but you can certainly taste it. Right. Uh, you can certainly feel it in your eyes uh, and in your throat. And m most of the protesters did move back. But now, as you can see, a lot of them are coming back. Have come back. That's because that but tear gas. Chris, things here have. Yeah escalated yeah that, that that tear gas is not going to last very long because you of, said, the, of the precipitation um i mean we've both been in a lot of these situations i'm feeling for you now right there That's make right. sure you and the team stay safe um oh. we can tell the story later it's better that uh you're okay during it so they're going to move right back in the officers did not move out and create a new line they're still behind the fence uh where the uh department is yes yeah, 
That's right, Chris. They're staying still behind the fence. They have not left from that area. The police are staying behind that fence, and they haven't come towards the crowd. They've just been using uh, the tear gas now and some of the other... Uh, oh, see, there's more now. We can hear some more of the flashbangs. Is it coming so, from the uh, same direction, the or do the police have a, now, a different course, setup? No, but I want to show you something. Turn around. I don't know if you can see the that I was showing you earlier. They have now come out into the street. Okay. So now what's happening is, is that the police are trying to surround this entire area. Here's more, Chris, as you can right. see, uh, more of the flashbangs. And I just saw an officer throw. That's going to be tear gas. So we're going to move back here. Uh, as you can see, more, more tear gas. And the protesters are still here. They're still standing around. But this is really starting to affect them somewhat because I can hear some of them coughing now, uh, their eyes burning. But as you said, uh, you're exactly right, Chris. I mean, the rain uh, is its not having its, its effect that it normally probably would if it wasn't raining and the precipitation. Right. So um, let me bring in uh, that, that's Sh Shimon. Seen out here now. Shimon, monitor the situation. Just start talking when something changes. I want I'm you to here. get to a safe space. Uh, with your with your photographer, I want to bring in, uh, but don't go anywhere. You just keep yourself safe. Let me bring in Anthony Barksdale, former acting uh, Baltimore police commissioner. So they're doing a double pop and follow now. They're going to send out a couple of different lines of the pepper spray to get some density, commissioner, and then they're following behind it. What are the calculations that have to be made for police, especially given the level of unrest? You okay? Well, you're looking. You're looking at basically an incident command system that needs to be set up at that scene right now. We need to know who's in charge because the thing is, you don't want to get into a dance with a huge crowd. Either you're going to take that ground and you're going to hold it and disperse or you're going to have cat and mouse games all night and that could lead to more problems. I'm, I'm, I don't know the mayor and I'm saying this with respect. I hope he's on the way to that scene because he can be the stabilizer that's needed with that police department and dealing with that crowd right now. He is an active voice. Uh, he's been outspoken in his criticism that not enough was done with legislation, that there needed to be more real change. He's been critical of the police. So he may have um, some respect or credibility with this crowd. Uh, but you're making an interesting point, Commissioner. They're firing now uh, more pepper spray and they're moving. But you actually have to do more than just uh, pepper spray to disperse. And what is the calculation you have to make as, as the command chain here in terms of where the risk is? So they're moving a police vehicle out into the street right now. Uh, it's, okay. it's, uh, it's an equipped SUV uh, with one of those sensory flashlights in front of it. Okay, so you're looking at maybe the need to form a skirmish line with the resources. The that they're making an announcement to disperse. Go ahead, Commissioner. Okay, so now we, we're having the verbal warning, the verbal warning to disperse. Now expect to see the skirmish lines formed and the police, if led properly, to start dispersing the crowd in an orderly fashion. What is the argument, Commissioner, uh, for just staying in there? Yeah, they're throwing bottles. Yes, they're supposed to have been gone already. It's a curfew. It's 930 at night. Uh, still relatively early. 
Give them a few hours. The, the, you know, the police department is safe. You guys are all behind the fence. Let's see how it goes. What, what's the argument against doing it that way? Chris, I, I'm, I'm not there, but I'm, I'm kind of seeing this on your video. If the crowd is not following a curfew, what's the point of issuing a curfew? Don't even bother wasting your time. If the cops want to hunker down, um, that's fine. But I don't expect that to continue if they keep receiving uh, rocks and bottles thrown at them. They're putting out more of the dispersal agent. Uh, there's some now. There's another vehicle on the scene that is not police. Um, let's just hope that this guy drives safely as uh. he goes through this crowd. Um, good. All right. He's, he's, he's proceeding at a very gentle pace. Uh, I don't know what he's doing there. His license plate's in full view, so uh, hopefully. The truck should not have made it there. I don't know how. I, we need that truck out of there. We've seen uh, protesters get run over before. The police really need to establish that this is a safe space and they have control. And right now, I'm not seeing that. You're right. So the, the, the truck seems to be crawling uh, that way. Well, thank, you know, God forbid it becomes anything else. Yeah. We have another set of eyes on the ground, Commissioner. We have Sarah Seidner there as well. Uh, Sarah, can you hear me? Yes, I got you, Chris. Sorry about that. Um, lots going on here. You may notice that my eyes are very watery. Um, that is because they have just uh, like shot a huge amount of gas uh, and it's CS gas. It's really the strongest I have ever had uh, stood in before during a protest. And we were all consumed by it. So was everyone standing near the precinct. Let me give you a look at the precinct. Sykes going to come with me and show you. You can see people walking because anything that you see, you see how hazy it is? That is all tear gas. And it is extremely strong. Uh, if you look just now, I'm going to try to sort of stand in the street a little bit. You look there. Now you can see. Now you can see. Y'all be twisting up the story. You want to talk to me? Do you want to talk to me? Okay, cool. Don't take my mic, but we're cool. Okay. What is your what's your name? What's my name? My name is my name. All right. So tell me what you think about what's going on. What I think about this is all the press and all the extra shit y'all do makes this worse. You think so? Yes. When people want to protest, they shouldn't do it in front of a fucking police Yeah. Courthouse. Shit like that. You get what the fuck I'm saying? I want you to be careful. I want you to be careful. I really of what? do. Of anything that can of hit what? you. Of anything that can hit you. Look at of all the stuff. What? Of this. Of what? Of this. Do it look like I'm scared? No, you don't. Do it you look don't. like I'm scared? You don't. You don't. Exactly. Y'all need to get up out of here with all that twisting up the media ass shit. Okay. Real shit. You don't know me, but we I don't know get, you. we're going to get to know each other. That's You're what gonna we're going to do. Each other, yes, right? we are. Let's we see. are. We are. How are you going to know me? I'm going to, we're going to talk. I'm going to share yeah, our number with you. All right, let's do it. No, let's do it right let's here. Let's do it. All right, here's my, here's my phone. Let's no, go ahead and share my number. Talk about something that's real. Tell me what's y'all real. Y'all just going to edit out the shit. That we're don't live. We're live. And then y'all going to edit out some listen, other shit. We're live right You're now. You're not fucking live. I'm live right now. I don't care if you live or not. Okay. But Get away from here with all that media shit that y'all doing. right now. Look, we're with CNN. Then we're take live. that camera all the way the fuck up there. Then. We are going up there. That's take it all the way the fuck up there. Us. Y'all doing all the extra shit for the backhand shit to make Listen, people look all crazy than what the fuck they there. are. All right, then you watch us because that's where we're going. All right, so everybody's got a hot head right now, as you might imagine, because <laughs> it is really, really hot right now. The crowd was there. You can see the police uh, all out. We are getting a huge amount of CS gas, you are hearing some of those flashbangs, but you are also seeing people throw 
fireworks towards the police department. And so you're getting a lot of back and forth. When you hear those pops, a lot of times that's fireworks. That's a firework, but you see it there. But then you will also hear these very loud booms. That is usually a flashbang. And then you'll start seeing gas come flying over uh, the fence there. People have been trying to break through that fence. The police have been reacting by trying to do less than lethal uh, rounds at the crowd. Um, but, you know, we're in a neighborhood. By the way, like, look to my right here. These are apartment complexes all the way around. This is one big apartment complex. And so you've got folks that are living here. You can see people in the windows looking out. Um, but it is a really, really rough scene right now. And this is all we have to remember because of a police-involved shooting where a female officer shot and killed Dante Wright. Uh, he was in the car. Folks are running because the CS gas is strong. Uh, but he was in the car. He was trying to get out of handcuffs as they were trying to arrest him. He got in the car. The officer yelled, taser, taser, and ended up using her firearm instead. And you hear her curse and then say, I just shot him. Uh, the police chief came out right away and said, here is the video of what happened because there were a lot of rumors going on. And he showed that to the crowd. That didn't necessarily calm things down because people are so incensed that another young black man has been killed by a police officer. Sarah, First. let's do this. Um, it wasn't delivered the best way, but that <laughs> advice wasn't bad. You guys should move into a different location. Uh, I've never seen anybody handle these situations as well as Sarah Seidner does, uh, by the way. She keeps her head <laughs> and has a humanity Chris. Let me tell in a way you something. that you just don't see in those situations. Can you Sarah, me? give me a button on it, and then I'm going to move to Shimon. Go ahead. Okay. The button is... I'm not moving out of here. I'm a reporter. I have been in Minneapolis for years covering stories, and I feel like this is also my community, so I'm not going anywhere. I'm hearing you. I'm saying move up into the situation. Find yourself an yeah, advantage point. Are. I'll come right back to you. There's nobody I trust yeah, more to do are. it than you. Be All safe. Right. You know how to do the job. I'm going to check in with Shimon Prokupes as Sarah Seidner finds her way back up into the mix to tell us what's going on. Shimon, what are you seeing where you are? So, Chris, what's been happening is back here through this street here, people have been fire have been firing fireworks, been uh, at the officers here. And then I actually saw officers from behind the fence uh, launching what looked like flashbangs towards the crowd that was over here. So what you have now is basically, Chris, a back and forth between uh, the crowd here that has fireworks firing it at the police and then the police responding with flashbangs and tear gas okay and certainly the level of tear gas it's strong uh but yeah and so you could see more of this just keeps continuing here with the flashbangs uh, and the tear gas chris all right shimon get yourself to a safe vantage point i'm going to take a uh, break right now so that the people on the ground can get a chance to reposition remember it's a balance right we want to show you what's going on but i got to keep my people on the street safe uh while they do it you couldn't ask for a better team than you have tonight on the ground in Minnesota. Sarah Seidner uh, does this job like no one else I've ever seen. Shimon Prokupes is going to get as close to it as he can, but we got to be safe. Let's take a break. Please stay with us. We're monitoring the situation in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. It has been changing. The police have been using flashbangs, using pepper spray to disperse the crowd, but they haven't really come out into the streets and started a pursuit 
and we know what kind of problems come along with that. We also don't know who's calling the shots. Uh, right now, we have Sarah Seidner on the ground uh, in Brooklyn Center. We'd been reporting earlier, Sarah, that the mayor reportedly fired the city manager so that he has direct control of the police. And it raises the question, is he going down to the police department right now? Is he on the way? Is he going to speak to the crowd? Is he telling them what to do? But what are you seeing where you are? Well, if he is, I don't see him. And, you know, if he comes down here, he's going to get hit with a bunch of CS gas. Um, this is what we are all dealing with. Um, we've got Noah, Dave, and one more person. Who else wanted to speak with you? Jake. Jake. And his Jake. name is Davon. Davod, Davod, Jake, Noah, um, they were here as a tear gas was was just being sprayed all over the place. Um, tell me, first of all, you guys are from Minneapolis, yes, right? I'm from Minneapolis. And from the, around here. Yes. Yeah. Tell me what, what, your, what your thoughts are. I'll start with you. What, what do you think about what happened uh, and, and before this all started uh, with the police shooting? And of Dante Wright and then what has happened since? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy because, you know, George Floyd just passed due to this, due to this police epidemic bullshit, you know, and it's like, it's it's crazy because it was it hasn't even been a year ever since he passed, and it's already we lost another black man to police in Minneapolis, Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's, it's it's not changing. We need a change. It's crazy out here. We're too young to be seeing our other black folk pass to police brutality, and I don't like it. I'm here today to stand on it. Thank you for speaking your heart. Um, that, that, by the way, I'm going to talk to these gentlemen, but I just want to give you an idea. That, um, by the way, th- we are further back from the police department because of how strong the tear gas is. But you can still hear the, the you know, fighting between them and the crowd. Uh, the officers have cleared out much of it. There were hundreds and hundreds of people standing right up to the precinct here in Brooklyn Center. Um, now it is a little bit quiet, but you can still take in that gas and you can certainly still hear some of the back and forth of the flashbangs and the fireworks as well. Uh, we will get back to these gentlemen to talk to them a little bit later, but you heard why he's here. He says things have to change. He does not want to see another one of his friends or himself killed in a police uh, Sorry, in a police shooting. Look, we, we were looking at the crowd kind of uh, with a discerning eye earlier. And sure, you saw a lot of young uh, black men and women, but there are a lot of young and older white men and women there as well. And almost all of them seem to be coming from the community. You know even better than I, Sarah. You know, these, oppor- these become opportunities for outsiders also. So we're keeping an eye on all of it. Let me get to Shimon because the police have moved out of the department, Sarah. They're advancing down the street, create a new line. Shimon, we see it. Tell us what's going on. Yeah, so these are the state troopers, Chris. They are pushing through this street here and telling people to move back. There really aren't many people directly here. Uh, Some of the officers were flashing, uh, pointing their flashlights at us, trying to figure out who we are. But what I will say to you is behind us here, behind these officers, Sarah was just talking about hearing more what sounded like flashbangs, more gas, more gas from the police uh, coming from this side. Now, there is a group of protesters and you can hear one of the protesters here. There is a group, there is a crowd behind here that we can't see, that it seems that the police are trying to uh, d- disperse. So that's why we saw and heard some more of that gas. But this is the entire area now, Chris. The police have been relatively successful after using the flashbangs, the tear gas, to push a lot of the crowd back. And a lot of them 
have at this point left, so we're not seeing them. There have been some more uh, flashbangs and some more tear gas, but certainly not at the level that we saw uh, right. before. I mean, it was a lot. And there you can hear uh, some more behind me here, Chris. But certainly now it just seems, honestly, that the police are just... We're just given the permission to go ahead and throw as much tear gas as they want and uh, fire as many flashbangs as they want because it's sort of it's been. Okay. Here, uh, are but there certainly you see this right. line here, Chris. Uh, so they're out in the street. All right, Shimon, we see it. Uh, let me bring in yeah. uh, Commissioner Barksdale Do real quick for a final word here on this step. Uh, we don't know who's giving the directions and what's happening. Uh, is the commissioner still with us? But they're going to need more of that retardant agent and that suppressive agent anyway because of the conditions that they're dealing with. But what is the critical move between now and when they get to a better position of resolution? Well, what we're seeing is we are seeing a skirmish line being formed, like I said, and they are starting to claim the area. Um, this hasn't been a mess so far, so... If the mayor isn't there, whoever is there in command right now is doing a great job. The, the citizens that are involved in this protest, they may be dispersing or pulling back. And mm. this looks good for me right now. But I know that that line that we're looking at, if they get the right order, they right. can definitely start moving forward. All right, Commissioner, thank you very much for being with me tonight. We'll pick up the analysis of these situations tomorrow. Now we have to deal with the urgency. We're going to take a break. Sarah Seidner's on the ground. Shimon Prokupes is there. CNN has a lot of people covering the story. Please stay with CNN. All right, we're monitoring the situation in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. The streets are active. Uh, there's anger there. There's police. There's a lot of flashbangs, and there's a lot of tear gas in the air tonight. Coverage picks up with Don Lemon, CNN Tonight, right now. All of which we know too well from sitting here at the anchor desk and being on the ground when that unrest happens. Chris, we're going to get to it. Thank you, sir. I'll see you later on. I appreciate the coverage. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, host of the Chasing Life podcast. In honor of our 10th season, we want to hear from you. Leave us a message at 470-396-0832 and tell us how you chase life. It could be used on an upcoming episode.